0: Of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435 752 1069 or text 435 339 0321. It's the full court press. Oh, yes! A-
2: yes. Touchdown, did he get it?
3: What's going on, everybody? Eric Franson, Jason Walker with you here on the Full Court Press. Abbreviated show today. We've got Utah Jazz on the road, taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Utah Jazz versus Donovan Mitchell for the first time this season. And ahead of tonight's game, uh, as you might suspect, a lot of people are asking Donovan about facing his former team. And uh, lengthy question and answer period with mark spears and we'll get to some of uh, his comments some that are kind of eyebrow raising others are like yeah okay um but you know he does say some good things too so it's not just some things are definitely headline worthy that are catching people's attention but i think it's worth reading in its entirety so we'll get to that uhsaa released their first rpi for boys and girls basketball of the season. Uh, how are they viewing uh, teams from Region 11? How are they doing? What about Box Elder? What about uh, Rich High School? Uh, we've got Utah State Aggies taking on Weber State tonight. We've had some Mountain West teams involved in bowl games over the weekend. And what are the latest net rankings from the NCAA? So we've got a lot to cram in in a short amount of time. Because pregame for the Utah Jazz will start at four fifty, tip off at five o'clock here on the fan, part of the Utah Jazz Radio Network. So not a lot of wasted time here on the show today.
2: Yeah, if there was if was any other game, I might just, say, I just push it out. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I think we're like on the lowest end of the priority for what we put on this show or put on the station. <laughs> right above Fox Sports.
3: <laughs> just just barely above. Okay, so let's start with uh, some things that came out this morning. Uh, Utah High School Activities Association released their first RPI for the uh, for the both the boys and the girls uh, their, the basketball seasons so far. And it, when you look at uh, UHSAA RPI uh, results,
2: and they really like the Skyview Bobcats. Yeah, they really do. They like him in both sports. I was a little surprised maybe that Ridgeline wasn't at the top of the girls' RPI, but in the end, a lot of that comes down to opponents' you know, strength of schedule, which I think if I was... I have to look this up every time I look up the RPI formula. I think half of that final number that they produce is opponents' win percentage. Your own win percentage is... Uh, as much of a factor as your opponent's opponent's, unless I've got it wrong.
3: Well, there's, really the, there's like three main factors. Yeah. It's your own winning percentage, opponent's winning percentage, and opponent's
2: opponent's winning percentage. Yeah, and based off some, there, there's different ways I think you can do RPI, but the formulas that I've seen, because it's, it's one that's been used in NCAA, high school, others, you weight things differently. So like 25% of that number is your own record. At least I think this is the way the NCAA had been doing it. And I don't know for sure if that's the way UHSAA is doing it. Whereas 25% your own record, 50% opponent's record, and then the last 25 is the opponent's opponents. I think that's weird. I don't know. Maybe I'd prefer you do it 50% your own record and then whatnot, but I didn't look up exactly how UHSAA did it. But basically, Skyview looks good. They're undefeated in girls, have one loss in boys, Ridgeland girls were also looking spectacular. Logan, they were low as I expected, despite a seven and three record. I think they had the fifth best winning percentage of the fourteen teams, and their ninth. But that has a lot to do with the fact they have the second worst um, opponents' winning percentage, which dropped them quite a bit. Yeah.
3: So um, for the boys, and and Jason, you put this. You kind of summarized a lot of this on CashValleyDaily.com for those who want to go back and read it. But uh, for the boys, Skyview coming in at number one. Uh, they are nine and one overall. Nobody is undefeated in uh, boys basketball in region, er, in 4A. So Skyview and Dixie are nine and one. Uh, Ridgeline only has one loss. They are six and one. They just haven't played as many games. But Skyview's number one, followed by Dixie, Desert Hills, Ridgeline, and Bear River coming in at number five. Uh, The uh, the Bears uh, did well in their own tournament that they hosted a few weeks ago. And then this last week, they were in uh, Preston in the Preston Indians Classic, played well against several quality teams from Idaho and made it to the championship game to face Preston. Now, it was the Indians who took care of business on their own home court.
2: But uh, the Bears off to a good start. Yeah, they are. Although I'm not sure uh, these out-of-state games actually count for the RPI.
3: Uh, they do if they are from s- states that also utilize an RPI system. Okay. And Idaho does utilize an RPI system.
2: Okay, that makes sense. Because, yeah, that's the trick is if you have the data available, you can put it in. So that so that certainly would help. And, yeah, Bear River, off to a good start as well. So uh, glad to see that, you know, overall, uh, 4A, you know, Region 11 is doing pretty well, you know, Mountain Crest and Green Canyon are there like 500 or below in terms of their record, but Mountain Crest surged a little bit this last week. And then Green Canyon's just, I don't know, they're getting beat up by their schedule right now. Yeah, I think that's a little deceiving. I know it's going to be,
3: it, that's got to be tough for Coach Logan Brown and his team. They're only one in seven on the year so far, but as you said, they've scheduled tough games and they're. It's, it's taking a little time for them to come together. I think they're also trying to learn who they are after they graduated, some really good players off of their team, and that, that takes a little bit of time to come together. So, um, yeah, Green Canyon at number 13 out of 14 teams, uh, Mountain Crest coming in at number 11 uh, in the boys' RPI. And for the girls, uh, Skyview number one, Ridgeline number two, Green Canyon number three. Uh, Mountain Crest at number six, Bear River at seven. So you got some really good basketball going on in Region 11. Uh, Logan got their first win of the season uh, just this last week. So they're trying to come together as a team. But Skyview and Ridgeline both undefeated in uh, bas- in 4A. The only two teams that are undefeated in 4A right now. But uh, one, two, and three all out of uh, Region 11 in girls basketball.
2: Yeah, Region 11 is the home of the great you know, girls basketball, it's, they've not always had the best, I know Cedar, uh, Cedar who's 0-7, they had a couple years where they were absolutely unstoppable, Um, but right now it's, it's Ridgeline, Green Canyon, Uh, you know, obviously Skyview's joining the mix, they've been good, but obviously right now they're uh, at the top, so we've got a lot of really good girls basketball going on in Region 11, and Can't wait for region play because then these teams are going to start throwing them against each other. That's when we (laughs) get the good stuff. Yes. Yes. Because eventually
3: they will start facing each other. But yeah, a lot of good basketball going on. Um, There are a few games this week. Uh, It's a a shortened week, you know, as we're getting close to, you know, the the holiday season. But there are some teams who do play Tuesday and Wednesday. I think Logan girls have a game on Thursday. Uh, But, um, uh, still a few, a few games here and there on the schedule this week um, as uh, high school hoops will continue. And then things take a break during the, uh, the Christmas to New Year's holiday uh, uh, break, and then things pick up again after the first of the new year.
2: Yeah, so excited to see going forward.
3: Uh, so, yeah, more details on the latest RPI for high school hoops on cashvalleydaily.com Also included there, uh, Box Elder Girls uh and uh, and boys on there uh rich high school girls are number one in 1a so you can go see what the other area high schools are doing uh in the latest rpi from utah high school activities association uh the other thing to note is uh monday morning we just kind of or monday morning uh, it's monday afternoon now but on mondays it's it's good to look back and do an update on the NCAA net rankings. I know these get updated and they change every day. But, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I like to look at, you know, how does it move from one week to the next based on your week's work of, of you know, your body of work. And Utah State keeps moving up. They're up to number 10 now in the net, the highest-ranked team in the Mountain West. Now, there, were some mo- there was some movement from some of the other teams, um, some up and down, unfortunately, as that would, would happen. But New Mexico at number 21, San Diego State 38, Boise State 39, Nevada 55, UNLV 59, and Colorado State at 79. So uh, that's a good number of teams in the top 80 of the net so far.
2: Yeah, and so you know, New Mexico took a really big jump there beating Iona. Um, and just, I was doing, you know, I did my snapshot of all the different computer rankings and most people are going up. UNLV dropped a bit because they lost to, uh, San Francisco. That was, um, uh, certainly an interesting game, uh, from an Aggie perspective, both past opponent and future opponent and, and conference opponent, obviously. Yep. But UNLV didn't drop that far because San Francisco's, you know, a decent team. Um, yeah, you a lot of teams uh, rising in the Mountain West. San Diego State made a big jump um, in their uh, average rankings. Utah State, weirdly enough, they kind of fell in a couple of rankings. And has in the one ranking they like has the metrics, they went up from like the high thirties to um, well, like thirty, close to forty, to just below thirty now. So they they jumped up there. And then. Some other rankings didn't like him, because not all rankings actually include non-Division One opponents. But, I thought Haslametrics didn't, but there's no way they jumped jump that high without including that game.
3: Yeah, they had to. I mean, it affected their winning percentage, not, uh, it affected their margin of victory, it, it affected several different categories for yeah. Utah State on the season.
2: And also, offensive efficiency, because Utah State, their yeah. offensive rating jumped from like, in terms of their... At least the basketball references offensive rating just points per 100 possessions, it jumped from being like ranked in the mid-teens. They're number two in the country in offensive rating right now. It's nuts, <laughs> right behind James Madison. That is nuts. Um,
3: so yeah, Utah State, uh, doing well. Uh, they're a top 20 team in numerous statistical categories, but. And they're one of only five teams that remain undefeated in college basketball. But they're still not a top 25 ranked team.
2: Yeah, just they're they're jumping on a couple more bouts. I think there's five people who put them on their bouts. Two had them at 25, two more had them at 24, and then one guy had them at uh, 22. So they got 10 points. So they're getting closer, but again it goes to yeah,
3: you're undefeated, but who have you played? And I think that that speaks a lot to it and I think Utah State will probably have to win out in Hawaii in order to gain enough respect on a national scale to crack the top 25.
2: Yeah, I think winning out at Hawaii will put Utah State probably somewhere between Like 24 and 28 in terms of the number of points. So they could just be, I'd probably lean towards them being just outside the top 25. Or maybe just in. Because keep in mind, like they have 10 points. The guys up at the top of the others receiving votes have like 70. So you need to get significantly more points. You need to not have five people putting you on your ballot. You have to have like, you know, 20. So I can't remember how many people actually vote in the AP polls. I can't remember actually what the number is, but a significant number, especially when you're on the back end, you have to get a lot of people voting for you, maybe a couple of people voting for you in the high teens, or, you know, 17, 18, 19, to give you a few more points. And I just, I don't know with where they're at now if winning out at Hawaii gives you enough of a boost. It'll give you a big boost but I don't know if it's enough because the only other thing at that point is if a bunch of people lose. It's how Utah State went from 12 to 10 in the NET without playing in a game that affected their own NET number. Yeah, because right now Seattle is 109,
3: and so if they beat Seattle, that's just another quad. See, it's a neutral site, so it would be a quad three unless they can move up a few spots before they, they, they make that uh, trip. So right now that would be a quad three game. Uh, then Iona would be the next best chance for Utah State. They played New Mexico pretty tough uh, last night. That was a pretty exciting game if you didn't see it on FS1. But New Mexico got the win, and uh, Iona is now at 42. So that would be a quad one game for Utah State, being in a neutral site. And then another potential for USU would be, uh, who's it, Washington State? And they're at 70 in the net, so that'd be a quad two game potentially for the Aggies. So uh, a potential, well, basically you'd have a quad three, two, and one game potentially on the schedule if things work out uh, in USU's favor. Potentially, if Seattle can move up a few spots before uh, you know before things are all said and done to get into the top 100, that would be considered a, a quad two game. But uh, it's so again, it's more like what we've talked about more good teams for Utah state to to face and potentially beat but still no real premier great wins for the Aggies and that's really not going to happen until you get into conference play yeah and that really hasn't changed
2: yeah you're going to it's it's going to be all all the toughness of the schedule is going to be in conference play which is a little unfortunate You'd like to be able to stand up on the merits of your own non-conference schedule, but it's it's a game trying to get these schedules put together because they're either you know, stupidly hard or really easy. It's hard to find an in-between, which the Aggies have kind of found an in-between, but it still leans toward the easy end, at least from the per- perception of a lot of people. This is a harder schedule than most, but it doesn't get recognized for being difficult because there's, again... There's the lack of marquee games. So it's considered easy because you don't play anybody hard. You just play consistently good teams, which helps the team improve, but it's not going to get them into the tournament.
3: Right, and uh, I think it was Andy Katz. Uh, I, I think I tweeted this out earlier today. Um, he did a break, a, break, a, excuse me, a breakdown of uh, the five remaining unbeaten teams in college basketball, which would include the Aggies. And one takeaway from his comment about Utah State is basically, you know, it's too, too early to tell, but they're kind of laying the groundwork to help get them there. Um, and I mean, that's a real summarization, but um, it basically like what we've been saying, playing good teams, beating them, playing well, gaining confidence, but it's going to come down to what they do in conference play and what they do in March yeah. when they go into Las Vegas.
2: And speaking of Andy Katz, uh, his he does his power 36, whatever he calls it, and Utah State finally cracked the top 36 there. He has him at uh, 35. Mm. First time they've been ranked there this season. Interesting. So slowly, like I said, this is why I said a few weeks ago, respect in polls is going to come from gradual. Every week you get a little closer because there's no giant steps you get to take. There's no shortcuts to the poll in Utah State schedule.
3: No, and it has to continue to be wins by healthy margins you can't just squeak by on the schedule that you still have if you want to get that respect, if you want to get into the polls and start getting you know national attention it's not just winning, but winning by healthy margins against
2: the teams that you
3: still have on your schedule
2: yeah, it's the old you know 2018 football approach you played nobody, but you blew them out by 40 so beating Westminster by nearly 40 points probably caught a few people's eyes like, oh dang, you did pretty good there do it against Weber State, that's more impressive because then it's not a, oh, non-D1 game, ride it off. This is, you know, in-state opponent, somewhat recognizable name. This is, this is Weber State team has been known to be at least a decent uh, mid-major program. Not necessarily one of the top flight mid-majors, but they've been decent. Granted, this year they are not doing as well.
3: No, but they were in the 300s. Earlier in the year, now they're up to 250. So they're yeah. making some movement, some progress. they are still only won two games all year. This is definitely not one you want to drop, but uh, there's there's a rivalry there, and there's some incentive for Weber State to play well against the Aggies, so they can't be overlooked.
2: Yeah, definitely. In-state opponents are always tough. They'll play you tough. And we saw that with Utah Tech. Yeah, they did. Of course, Utah Tech's rising. They're, I think, in the top 200 now in the NAT. I want to say. Um. Uh, not 100% sure on that, but I, w- I want to say they're getting close, if they're not there.
3: They are currently 137. Oh, geez,
2: they're higher than I thought they were. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. They've won uh, four games. I underestimated them. I thought I was overestimating them for a second. They are ranked higher than BYU right now. Oh, gosh. Uh, U- BYU just beat Utah. Yes, they did. I think by a transit property, Utah State is now the best team. Because <laughs> they beat, uh, they beat U- UVU, who beat BYU, who beat Utah. That's true. So there you go. Uh, yeah, so Weber State... Um, Give like, them the ochre bl- bucket. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, uh, Weber State, they only have two wins against Division One opponents. They do have a pair of wins against non-Division One opponents. That doesn't factor in NET, though. So they do have two wins in a row for the first time this year, and they just blew out Cal Poly by 30-something points. Mm-hmm. Granted, Cal Poly's in the... I think they're in the 300s in the NET, if I'm not mistaken. That may have been the Ken Palm I was looking at when I saw that number, but yeah. Still, this is a winnable game for Utah State. Well, we'll find out
3: more about Utah State and Weber State for tonight. Again, a shortened show for us here because Utah Jazz, they're in action in Cleveland pregame on the Utah Jazz Radio Network at 4.50, tip-off at 5. So we'll yield early for David Locke and the Utah Jazz Radio Network. But we'll preview Utah State, Weber State, some interesting comments from Donovan Mitchell, and reveal who won pick six this past weekend. It's all coming up on the Full Court Press.
0: Old MacDarroll has a farm, an appliance farm. With down-home country prices and big city selection. E-I-E-I-O. When you're looking for a friendly spot to drive a little and save a lot, hey, Old MacDarroll has a farm, an appliance farm. Darrell's appliance, no overhead, but lots of country charm. See Darrell's appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. This is Ryan at My Mattress, a mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how
2: awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. For 125 years, SC Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. People from St. George to Rexford drive to Logan to shop Utah's oldest jewelry store. One major reason is price. When diamonds are compared up and down the Wasatch Front, SC Needham Jewelers is as low or lower than any store in the state. We compete with any 50 to 70% off sales, internet prices, or so-called wholesale prices. Recently voted as number one jeweler in the best of northern Utah. Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, SC Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock.
1: This is Zach with HSA Depot. Christmas is nearly here. Make sure you be merry and bright by using your pre-tax
3: funds on your medical needs. We know your regular holiday budget is disappearing quick. So instead, save money by using your pre-tax income to buy qualifying medical supplies. HSA Depot carries hundreds of unique and dashing eligible products to help you conquer your health care. Come to
1: HSA Depot next to Sally Beauty Supply and see how much you can save this holiday season. HSA Depot, five star review. Don't wait. Plan your New Year's Eve celebration now. Get your night rolling at the Riverwoods Conference Center's New Year's Eve Buffet, catered by Elements Restaurant. The night kicks off at 5 p.m. for you early birds. Reservations are being accepted from 5 to 8 p.m. Enjoy a delicious buffet full of appetizers, salads, garlic, rosemary, prime rib, and brown sugar Dijon pork loin, plus decadent desserts sure to satisfy any sweet tooth. Start your New Year's off in style with family, friends, delicious food, and live music at the Riverwoods Conference Center New Year's Eve Buffet. Call ahead for reservations, 750-5151, 750 When it comes to home care, it's important to know you have a choice. If you or a loved one is in need of hospice or home health services, remember that Primrose Home Care and Hospice believes in treating the patient as well as the problem. We work directly with you and your doctor to create a health plan that's catered to your needs. Our team is devoted to providing options in the freedom and safety of your own home. Visit us at primrosecare.com or call to schedule a free consultation. Primrose Home Care and Hospice, your local hospice and home health provider since 2006 nothing compares to the warmth and feel that a wood stove provides. The two-time Best of Northern Utah winning team says there's never been a better time to replace your old inefficient wood stove and install a new energy-efficient EPA-certified Vermont casting wood product in your home. The U.S. government is offering federal tax credits of 26% on your wood stove install for Vermont casting units that includes stoves, bending, and labor. Call or email Advanced Fireplace and Stove for a free in-home estimate. Call 435-752-7272 or go to advancedfireplaceandstove.com.
0: It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069TheFan.com. Eric
3: France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Uh, reminder, if you want to weigh in, 435 339 0321 on the full court press text line. Uh, 8968 texting in. Since we're short of time today, I'll get this in. When the Aggies and Wildcats first played basketball, I had the pleasure of working in Ogden, a snake pit to say the least. First year of the spectrum, and both teams were rated, and naturally, Weber won by a point. I've always been a bit nervous about Weber since. I'm never with any comfortable, uh, I'm never comfortable with any lead since, and that was about 50 years ago.
2: Yeah, that's about the, that's about the last time the football team beat this one. I can't remember the last time Weber stayed at Utah State in basketball. I know it's been a while. I don't have the list in front of me, but I think it's been a minute. The The series? Yeah, the basketball series.
3: Yeah, but that you're right that um it's it can always be a little bit tricky. Um you know, they're not that far down the road, their fans will make the trip. Uh they're not I mean they're struggling, they're a little bit down right now, but they're trying to get back, they're trying to make a statement. Um and uh it, it can be it can be strange. I mean, it's not quite like it was when you had you know, one coach and a former assistant coach. <laughs> Um, uh, on the same sidelines i mean it's it 's different now than it used to be, uh, especially now that Randy Ray has uh, has hung it up but um, but still there's there's a regional rivalry aspect to it, and they're they're generally pretty fun games
2: yeah it 's actually not been nearly as long as I thought it was it's only been uh, Utah states won the last three matchups uh, Weber won in 2017 and actually 2016 so they have a two game streak not too long ago. I don't know if this is the time to start another Freeber State. This probably isn't their greatest year. But it's always possible. Um these upsets happen. You know, lesser teams, you know, inferior teams, they'll wind up uh jumping up and biting you when you're not expecting it. So you gotta you gotta play good. Luckily, Utah State should be um at full strength.
3: Yeah, I was actually gonna uh get into that. Just you, the Aggies have been without Ryland Jones for a couple of weeks. They didn't have Funk in the last game. Bringing those two guys back, but particularly Ryland Jones, how does that affect the Aggies on a game like tonight?
2: Yeah, so Funk, he probably would have played if it wasn't Westminster that they were going up against. Uh, Jones, obviously, I think they were probably targeting this, probably originally. That was my initial thought, is they were probably targeting this game, and... We'll see how he impacts this game because I think they're still going to be holding him back a little bit in terms of how many minutes he plays. He may or may not start. Coach Odom was, you know, certainly he was going to play him. Um, but wasn't. I don't think he would quite made the decision on whether or not he was going to start or maybe didn't want to say. I could see it either way where maybe Jones starts and then just doesn't play a lot of minutes. That's been something the Aggies have done where Stephen Ashworth just gets more minutes. Um, sometimes because Jones was sick one game and other times he's in foul trouble and whatnot. So Ashworth could still, he can play his role off the bench. You know, he comes off the bench for a reason, um, not skill-wise, but, like, in terms of Ashworth's impact on the game. So they may just decide to start Jones, and, that you know, that uh, that brings depth to actually answer your question two minutes later. It brings depth... It brings just, obviously, just another good player on this team, a good defender, a good passer, and somebody who's shooting well this season. So, at the very least, you're getting that, but you're also giving depth to the team, letting Ashworth play uh, off the bench and have his impact against the second unit, the opposing second unit, and uh, giving you scoring when you don't have a Shulga or a barrister or a Funk on the floor. So, this should be a, a good preview of him you know, getting back into things, even if he only plays... 17, 18 minutes.
3: Yeah, uh, this is... I think it's it's good to get these guys back before and get some game time under them before heading to Hawaii. Because as we've said, uh, there are some, some decent opponents for the Aggies waiting for them uh, when they get there. And you don't want to just throw them in cold if you can avoid it. Not that that's necessarily a problem, because uh, these are veteran guys. But getting them back into regular rotation, regular minutes... Instead, of, uh, against guys that they're practicing with every day in their own gym. Now, those are things that that help get them caught up to speed, so that when you're facing some tougher competition, it's going to make a bigger difference.
2: Yeah, so and so I, that's why I think there's a decent chance that Ryland Jones starts. And assuming there isn't, you know, some lingering health issue that I'm just not privy to, if you know, if I were the coach, I'd consider just starting him, and to say let's get into our regular rotations, um, and not have Ashworth start because you get to then get used to going back to the regular. Because they've been playing this new rotation with Ashworth in the starting lineup for, they did it for three games. So, let's get into the regular rotation so that we're ready for that and ready to play that when they go to Hawaii. So, who, who
3: should we be watching for, though, for Weber State? I mean, we're looking at the game tonight, and the matchup, you put the preview together on com. This is a team that that had some guys last year who who played pretty tough uh, against the Aggies, but some guys were uh, also kind of limited, if I remember correctly, from last year with some injuries. But uh, what does this team
2: look like this year? Yeah, so they lost several players from last year's team who did really well. We actually saw one of the former Weber State players uh, when we played, uh, oh, shoot, who was I think it was San Diego. They had a guard oh, who— Oh, that's right. He was a transfer. Uh, yeah, so he ended up going there. But the one guy to really watch for— is Dylan Jones. Six foot six forward, plays power forward, can play small ball five, but according to Odom, he doesn't play it as much this year as they have in the past. Um, he's an okay outside shooter. He can make it. He shoots in like the high 20s, but he's an athletic, physical guy. He averages, you know, at six foot six, he's averaging almost 10 rebounds. He averaged like 10, 11 rebounds last year. Averaged a double double last year. You know, six foot six guy not very tall, but he'll, you know, hang with the trees. He's in last year against Utah State, Jones, he had 19 points and 11 rebounds. He was the second leading scorer on the team behind uh, Kobe McEwen, who had 26. So Jones is a guy who can do some damage, and that'll be mostly where it begins and just about where it ends in terms of, you know, major defensive focus. But they've also got Steven Verplanken. He's averaging almost 13 points per game and he shoots like forty nine percent from three. Mm. They don't have they have two guys who are shooting above forty percent that you gotta watch out for from three. Basically nobody else shoots league average on the team. So there's two guys you really gotta watch out for. They are snipers. The rest not so much. They're guys who can hit it. Obviously they're shooting in the high twenties, low thirties. You know, you don't just leave them wide open when they shoot that percentage. But they're not guys that you're terrified of of shooting that. Whereas if Remplankin shoots, so I just assume it's going in.
3: <laughs> well, that's been, you know, for all the platitudes and all the great things that Utah State's accomplished so far and all the positive ranks uh, for the Aggies, certainly one of the weaknesses is um, offensive rebounds and three point percentage defense. Uh, and so, this again, these are like the game against Westminster and a game against Weber State. These are great opportunities to really focus on those and try to improve that. Granted, when you're, you're you're shooting as well as you are, um, it, there's not a lot of opportunities sometimes for those offensive rebounds uh, because you're 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 scoring at such a high clip. There aren't many second chance opportunities. Period.
2: Yeah, Utah State's a, a decent rebounding team in terms of rebounding percentage. They come in at 55th in the country, so they're doing okay. There needs to mention there's when you're shooting 50 percent, almost 51 percent, seventh in the nation in field goal percentage. Yeah, there's not too many opportunities there. And this will be a chance for Utah State to flex their rebounding muscles because Weber State ranks almost, they're 299th in rebounding percentage. They're in very comfortably in the bottom third of the country in terms of their rebounding prowess. Jones will probably get his rebounds, but just about nobody else will. So we'll, we'll see exactly how this works. Utah State's been improving on their three-point percentage defense. Um, they've problem is since they've begun to improve that they've not faced anybody who's actually really that good at threes so we need to see them get tested again by another team that can actually shoot which is sometimes hard to pinpoint because according to uh ryan odom every team can shoot the three really well (laughs) in theory like every, every time it's like these guys can shoot it's like every, uh, literally, I think every press conference he's started with is like, excited to be back in the spectrum, at least when it's, obviously, when it's at a home game. Excited to be back in the spectrum. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to make fun of him too much because it's just, no, sometimes I mean, it's, you got to start with that rhythm because it personally gets you going and then, you know, it's a routine. It's a thought process. It's not so much that he's just platitudes. It kind of is, but it's a necessary, you got to get your brain rolling and into the mentality of, Doing his job,
3: right? Uh, a couple more texts coming through. Eight nine six eight. Uh, I don't know exactly know the year, but Weber went in Ogden, and Damon Lillard played for them. Yeah, I think I
2: still have.
3: I'm sure the Aggies played against Damien Lillard. Um, what years was he in college? Because they were they play. We were usually
2: annually uh, play Weber State. I'll say when when Damien Lillard because 2011 Weber State won in Ogden. I want to say Damian Lillard was still there because he was drafted in 20, was it 2012 he was drafted?
3: (laughs) Now I'll have to do some digging.
2: Yeah, I'm just. (laughs) What year was he drafted? 2012. Okay, so that was the year. 2011 when Weber State beat Utah State. Uh, Damian Lillard presumably would have been in that game. Actually, Uh, I can look at the box score.
3: Uh while you looked that up a couple more texts coming through 4781 how many games undefeated does Utah State need to go before they will make the top 25
2: 14 I'll put it at 14
3: Uh I think they need to get the one tonight which will give them at 10 and then they play 3 games in Hawaii I'm going to I'm going to put it at 13 I think if they go through Hawaii undefeated then they will crack the top 25
2: Yeah I think that's that's the balance somewhere between Thirteen as part of the closest, maybe they could sneak in after after twelve. Of course, they won't release a poll until after the thirteenth game, so we wouldn't know. True. So I guess for me, it would be thirteen or like fifteen, because that would be around about the, ne- the time the next poll goes in. So I think they'll just be just barely be on the outside, if they start thirteen and zero. But that's an if. You're going to play some tough teams. Uh, did you find the box score? That, I did. That uh, game for Damian Lillard Damian Lillard, actually, he actually didn't even play that well. He shot four of 16 and had 17 points because he got to the free-throw line a lot, but didn't shoot that well. The uh, MVP for Weber State was Scott uh, Bamforth. He had uh, 28 points. He hit seven of nine threes. He did the Damian Lillard thing. <laughs> <laughs> See,
3: Ed, it's like when Paul George was at Fresno State, I was very underwhelmed with Paul George. And I'm like, oh, I don't get the big fuss about this guy. And, you know,
2: he goes to the NBA and he's a great player. Goes on to be all-star, all-NBA, Kawhi Leonard. There was some hype for Kawhi Leonard, but even still, he, you know, overperformed his expectations. Yes.
3: Uh, A couple more texts coming through. By the way, 9315 sent in uh, something about the rodeo. Thanks. I guess Stetson Wright did a good job at the national rodeo. Congratulations. So it's a Utah kid. That's that's all I know. A uh, couple other ones, though. Uh, 9315 also said, what is USU's two conference games to make the 15?
2: Fresno and Air Force, I want to say. Fresno's the first one. I think Air Force is the second game. Not 100% sure on that, but I'm pretty sure. I know Fresno State's their first conference game. Uh, so, yeah, Utah State's
3: schedule so I, after their tournament is that uh, their first game is against Fresno State on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And so, so the poll would come out after that.
2: Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I thing it would come out before the Air Force. So it would be 13 or 14 because they'll play Christmas Sunday. Poll comes out unless they don't do a poll that week because Christmas, but they probably would. And then after Fresno State would be another one.
3: I'd imagine they'd release a poll on the twenty-sixth. That'd Probably. be the Monday after Christmas.
2: Monday after Christmas. Let's day fly out of Texas. That's true.
3: Uh all right, another text coming through. Seven nine nine four. This week's pick six tiebreaker. How many wins before the Aggies get into the top twenty five? Line is thirteen and a half games.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd I p- have to
3: carry over for another week.
2: I'd say over because It's not a guarantee Utah State's going 13-0, so I just always pick the over on that. I like that, though. It's a good line. It is. a good line.
3: I think it's a good line. All right, we've got to take another time out here in the full court press, so when we come back, Utah Jazz on the road taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers, and as you may suspect, a lot of people are asking Donovan Mitchell about facing his old team, and uh, he had a one-on-one with Mark Spears and had some really interesting things to say about his time in Salt Lake, revealing feelings and attitudes about the state and the community that he never shared while he was here
1: uh so what's that all about we'll hear what he had to say coming up next on the full court press Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI and online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. Alpine Home
3: Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Alpine Home
2: Medical, we bring home.
3: Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com.
0: Prodigy Brewing has so much appreciation and gratitude for the warm embrace Cache Valley has given us. We want to invite you to join us for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Our Sunday-only brunch menu features sweet and savory options such as choro french toast, chilequiles, fried chicken egg sandwich, and a Bloody Mary bar. You also won't want to miss our hash browns. Whether you're out with the family or friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cache Valley. Open seven days a week, located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan. Les Olsen IT structured cabling is second to none. Tired of old and inefficient cabling? Have an upgrade or remodel planned? Building a new network from the ground up? We offer the very best in low voltage cabling installation, including data, phone, fiber optic, and more. Ask us how to get your free consultation today. Les Olsen IT
2: We're heading into some crazy weather this winter, which means power
1: outages. Tyler and his team at Golden Spike Electric can install a Generac Automatic Standby Generator for your home so you can avoid issues when the power goes out. If you have one already, Golden
3: Spike Electric can maintain your Generac Automatic Standby Generator for you. Find them online
1: at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. Golden Spike Electric and Generac Automatic Standby Generators. Power you can count on. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit jobs.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer.
0: Join the show by calling 435 752 1069 or text 435-339-0321 it's the full court press with eric franson and jason walker eric franson jason walker here on the full court press
3: don't forget about uh, napa auto parts great place to go to get uh, everything ready for your vehicle especially when it's really cold outside you want to make sure your vehicle is going to start okay So make sure you've got that Napa Legend battery. They'll even help you install it. They've got five locations between Preston and Providence. That's Napa Auto Parts. So Utah Jazz in action tonight, taking on the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Pre-game for us, just a couple minutes away at 4.50, tip-off at 5. And Donovan Mitchell sat down with Mark Spears, and it was a one-on-one, and um, asked a lot of different questions about transitioning to Cleveland when he kind of knew – Something was going to be happening, and basically, he felt like there was going to be major changes as soon as they lost to Dallas. And I think we all felt that way as well. It yeah, was a mystery.
2: We all saw the writing on the wall.
3: Um, but he did have some interesting shots across the bow of uh, his time in Utah that didn't seem like it was that big of a deal when he was here. He seemed like a model citizen and enjoyed his time here. But now that he's gone, he's opening up about how much of a struggle it was. Yeah. Well, this is something that
2: we most of us paying attention could probably guess what was happening i was pretty sure that the fact that utah politics did not align with his own politics was you know grating cuz obviously that that happens to a lot of players but it meant a lot to Donovan mitchell his viewpoint he was very outspoken about it so the fact that he clashed with social and political leaders literally clashed um that rubbed him the wrong way, and I figured it might lead to him wanting to leave. Maybe that wasn't the reason he wanted to leave, but it certainly played a factor, I bet.
3: Right, and I understand that that, that could have been a frustration for him, but still, he came across pretty classy in how he was trying to deal with it and trying to raise the issue and deal with it in a, in a solid, constructive way.
2: Yeah. Well, I think well it we've was...
3: seen people, athletes in other places, who don't have that strength of, of attitude or... Um, same kind of persona did not really handle it very well i thought donovan handled it very well i thought he handled it great
2: donovan mitchell has been handling this whole divorce thing like an absolute adult he has been professional even in this interview he was professional and honest in a lot of ways still mired a bit in pr speak and maybe slanted a little towards you know maybe there are some messier parts but he's been very professional by this and that's why i can still root for donovan So they'll
3: clash, they'll face each other tonight, Utah at Cleveland. We'll see how it all plays out. You can hear it here on 1069 FM, 1390 AM, and the Utah Jazz Radio Network here on The Fan. Until then, we'll see you tomorrow.